0: This episode is brought to you by Mr. Speedy. Get 50 passes off when you place your first delivery with Mr. Speedy, when you use the code Speedy. that's G-E-E-K-Y-M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. You can book a delivery via their website, mrspeedy.ph, or download the Mr. Speedy app from the Apple App Store. Google Play, and Huawei Mobile Gallery. Available for Metro Manila, nearby provinces, and Cebu. That's G-E-E-K-Y-M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y to get 50 passes off your first delivery on Mr. Speedy.
1: Start things off, welcome to episode 71 of The Geeky Ones. And we're a podcast where we discuss anything geeky under the sun, from wrestling... TV shows, anime, comics, and beyond, you know, we're here to talk about it. And today's topic is Releasal Mania, because um, just the past few days, uh, WWE released 10 superstars, and these 10 superstars have had, yeah, so far, we're not, uh, I don't think they're done, they might release a few more, um... I think they initially released like eight or nine, and then they added one more guy after. So this is like a, um, yeah, this is a big thing. This is big news because last year they released a whole bunch of talent, and it's it's jarring that they released a lot of talent in the same day as last year. So that's really that's really uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna make this a post mania tradition. I hope they do not, but. We're going to talk about that, we're going to talk about WWE releases, uh, we're going to talk about each star release since they're 10 and where can they go, what can happen to them, you know, You can do some, uh, a bit of predictions. And um, of course, we also we can also look back at what happened to the wrestlers who were released last year on Black Wednesday, which was way more wrestlers than this year, but still crazy. Um. Before we get to the topic, uh, let's let's uh, we have a message from our friends of PodMetrics. So PodMetrics uh, aggregates data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, Facebook Live, and YouTube in order to show you the real picture of how your show is going. And you know, when you know your show, you can grow your show. And the best part about PodMetrics, it's absolutely free. So this is a um, data aggregate. Site for your podcast allows you to see uh, how many people are listening, where people are listening, and it's a very handy tool to check. You know which platform are you, um, or where more people are engaged. So yeah, sign up now at Podmetrics.co and don't forget to use our referral code, the geeky ones. And yeah, Podmetrics—the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast, entirely free and. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, I'll I'll post the code here for a few, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh. By the way, I forgot to mention our guest, uh, Carlos. Today is a part of um, Wrestling After Work. So a fellow wrestling podcast, and I also recently joined their episode, their most recent episode. So, yeah, this is uh, this is awesome and. I forgot how many. I forgot um, how many times this happened, but yeah, this is another some uh, podcast universe mashup. Now we going. Okay, I think we can start with this cargo. So um, I think you talked about the pre-show, but let's talk about WWE releases in general. So um, Carlos what's it? What are your thoughts on releases? Sois.
2: Always- Inevitable, like you know, just like our nearby company that releases employees that they deem not worth paying anymore. You know, they'll always release people from wrestlers who are you know not worth keeping, which is the underlying overly <laughs> obvious nah message that, na, hey we don't really need you anymore. Oh god, just add.
1: <laughs> that sounds. It's- Amazing. Always a
2: always remind the, the, the yearly reminder that these wrestlers aren't deemed ne- necessary anymore or worth keeping, which is for another company treasure.
1: Yeah, I guess that's what that's how it can work, but yeah, the way it releases, I think. Uh, what I'll say about this is uh when i when like when i was starting wrestling and i first heard about wrestlers getting released i just thought that because i think there are times that i see them getting written off from tv so like oh yeah kayfabe yeah i I still had kayfabe on that on on that as on that perspective but when i realized that no it's officially they're releasing people and i think in the late Ruthless aggression era, they just release people and just put press statements in without them being seen on TV. So they just like kick them off once they're once they're like released. So they're not, we're not gonna do anything. We're not gonna, we're not gonna elaborate. We're not gonna put them in some storyline. They're just gone. You're never gonna see them again. And I kinda hated that. And now I still hate WWE wrestlers getting released, although there are some wrestlers who deserve to get released. Um, you know, because they're really awful locker room presences. That's the least I can say. I'd but like
2: to add. Thing. In, I think in recent years, especially you now that you get to know these more in social media, you really feel, and you know, wrestling is more is more available online. You get to see these people work more and bring out their personalities more. Com- and, you know, the release roster is smaller in a way. So you yeah. you get to know these, these markets even sadder now Now the wrestlers who were released a few days ago really sting for a lot of people, for for the entire the, you know, wrestling you know, fandom. Whereas compared yeah. to, for example, 20, 2010, I didn't really care about the jobber releases then because they're jobbers. I don't really <laughs> see them on TV that often unless they they're just squash matches t- or, or you know they're just people na don't have much going for them but you know now that i'm older and i've had more experience seeing these guys it's just it's it things but you know it, it's really sad <laughs> it really is
1: it's yeah it's just really awful yeah i think social media plays a huge part right now in wrestling because you get to see the story like we get to see their story their personal story they get to share uh you know um they get to share insights about how they started their career how they're doing we get to see like day to day what are what what's up what's up with them you know so you know i think that helps us invest in a lot more in more way more wrestlers than before so it's just sad and yeah, the WWE purge—it's the yes, yes. Uh, looking at the comments, it's the start of the WWE purge each year. So I don't think they're gonna stop. But hey, the first ten have been released, and they're—they they releasing. they really this is really awful. And to start, let's um, break down e, the release superstars and this is 10 so we this is pretty much like a top 10 list of stars that are released and where did th- where we think they'll go you know there's a few there's a few uh you know they're they're bound for speculation uh, i think if i recall correctly these guys have a 90 day no compete clause so it's going to take a month and a half for them to uh, to show up on another promotion or on tv again so in a wrestling capacity, that case. So, I guess we can start with the first five. Yes, I bunched them up because um, these guys have been on TV for a, for a certain capacity the past few months or the past year, but they've somehow fallen off the map quite quickly, unfortunately. So, I guess we start with Bo Dallas. So, Bo Dallas. Uh, okay, Bo Dallas. People forget he's a former NXT champion. And from how One this of looks the like we're
2: gonna NXT Yeah, Champions. we're gonna
1: talk about a lot of former NXT stars who did so well in NXT, but you know what happened back when they got into the main roster is a different story. So for Bo Dallas, um after going to the main roster, he had this weird believe phase. So, <clears throat> you know, believe in Bo, which is uh, I don't know what the gimmick is all about. I think it was some spiritual advisor thingy, Zen, Zen Buddhism thing. I don't know. American like a guy Zen. Who's
2: just who's just full of himself and believe in yeah. him. He's I'll an inspirational call it, figure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll call it American Zen. You know, he's like you believe, <laughs> you know, positivity. All those uh, ones are uh, on the
2: ring with a big smile,
1: yeah. All those uh, motivational speaker tropes that we all see. So, that's both that was Bo his career, and all of a sudden, you know, it didn't work. Of course, that wouldn't work, that wouldn't really work, that wouldn't fly. So, eventually, he got his uh, sort of big break by being part of the Miz Do you remember that, Cargos? That weird run where Miz had his own bodyguards. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> see, yeah, and yeah, the one half of the Mister Rogers Curtis Axel, who I think was released last year or was released earlier, the longest, he's... Re- longest
2: lasting Royal Rumble competitor, Curtis Axel. Yeah,
1: he has never been eliminated, <laughs> no matter where whether or not he's in the WWE they'll never take that record away from him because he was never eliminated in the first place. He's been the he's been a Royal Rumble entrant for a, for a couple of years now. So, um unless WWE decides to do something about it and put him in the match, he has that record. So, yeah, Bo Dallas. Um I think their the shining moment of Bo Dallas is being one half of the B team with Curtis Jackson. and i always remember their cringy ass entrance music where you know b team b team go 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 i think it was like the continuation of um whatever the spirit squad was up to (laughs) whatever the spirit squad's music was up to back then now okay they won the raw tag team championships you know nice awesome to see uh i'm i was happy i was happy to see them win uh win tag team gold win any form of gold because in the time where a lot of wrestlers get thrown thrown away, thrown on the wayside, not given enough story, like I think, um, seeing them win, seeing them win the tag team championship during that time was kind of an impossible impossible scenario. Like against all odds, they were able to do it. So yeah, WWE doesn't has
2: a bad reputation of letting tag teams just fall to shit. So you know, it's good that two lower card guys like in Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas got the chance to to to, sell, to be famous to sell some merch and be champions it's really good for them.
1: Yeah even for a few even, even for a while so it's really awesome to see that they just also awesome to see that they got at least gold before you know before falling into obscurity. Now um I find this weird uh I was thinking of where can Bo Dallas go. Uh, I think, Carlos, you can start. Where do you think Bo Dallas can end up?
2: Hmm. In my mind, it always just goes to Impact because it seems like <laughs> the most, I don't know, obvious choice in, if it's not AEW. But at the same time, in like he's, like he's his brother Bray is, of course, at the opposite end of really famous and doing well. And I think that since he's, you know, he's a family member, I think that at some point in the future, maybe he'll even he'll come back, even in a small backstage role. I, I see, I see that in him because I don't know. The WWE loves their family connections, um, roster members. I, I always see them giving a chance to whoever was famous then. They'll give a chance to their children and so on and so forth, no matter what. So, yeah, I see yeah. Bo Dallas spending a few years outside. I don't know where exactly, but maybe in the future he'll come back as, as a small production role. I don't see him come back as a wrestler since he wasn't even big to begin with.
1: Okay. Now, <clears throat> now my take on this is a bit more positive. Let's try this. Um, <laughs> uh, I was thinking that, you know, Bo Dallas is, you know, being brothers with Bray. He, you know, they've, ex- they've, They've had a good amount of character work, you know, um, they've reinvented themselves quite a lot, <laughs> Bray White and Bo except Bray had way more success reinventing himself, even though it took him multiple times to be actually um, relevant and, you know, all, he always found a way to prevent himself from being, from fading obscurity, so, but uh, for Bo Dallas, I think you know if he wants to wrestle, if he's looking to wrestle more, uh, I think somewhere like Ring of Honor would be good. You know, uh, I think Ring of Honor is one of those places that c- could you could always use uh, an extra guy, an extra guy, an extra character that can uh, can help elevate their roster, bring out solid matches every now and then, or. Here's a here's a wild card pick, Carlos. Um, I think NWA could use someone like him because right. if Bo Dallas right. can bring, um, if Bo Dallas can exhibit the same amount of character work, uh, which the end of which NWA power seems to be uh, seems yeah, to have, they, they,
2: they are good at cartoonish characters. NWA has yeah. always been a good place for former WWE guys. Aaron Stevens is there, and he's just really been really good. Ever since his first episode, there, I think that they can always, there's always a home for for anyone in NWA, especially since their roster has been really massacred, massacred <laughs> last year with the pandemic. And, you know, AEW has taken them a lot of their, and the W has taken a lot of their roster, prominent roster members. So
0: okay, there's, nice. there's,
2: a, there's a place for, for a look for ex W guys and gals. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I think Bo Dallas can can find a find a home here because you know his char- his hilarious character work with the B team can actually help him you know get an NWA spot and with NWA not having too many wrestlers right now, I think it's it's a nice place to go. And speaking, okay, and I think that's Bo Dallas's uh, time in this episode. And the next guy is Tucker. So Tucker is a more recent uh, guy who disappeared because you know he was partners with Otis as part of um, Heavy Machinery which is arguably I would say one of the more entertaining tag teams on SmackDown. You know they were fun to watch. It's a shame to not see them win a tag team championship. I hated that they didn't win a tag team championship. I think, did they win in NXT?
2: I don't think they did. I think they've oh, come see? close
1: that's even a bigger injustice um, i think they've come close yeah it's that's even a bigger offense so uh tucker you know um being one half heavy machinery they were they were really entertaining and when otis won the money in the bank, for some reason um they they split the duo and tucker has been you know in the in like the jobbers jobber state of um wwe like you know he has uh he has his uh he has his tights with his name on it which is a bad sign for most wwe wrestlers (laughs) i
2: don't remember any of that
1: but yeah tucker was in this weird state where he's just there he's gonna he doesn't even have his own entrance they're not sure i mean they don't even show his entrance entrance. yeah he got the jobber entrance which, which is tragic He got the enhancement pattern treatment, so that was awful. Now he's released. Um, I think for Tucker, um, with character work like that, I think NWA is also a good option. Of course, Impact could use a solid guy like him, a big guy, a very mobile big guy. Uh, ROH is also on the table always. And you know, there's always that AEW option. Every one of these guys could go to AEW and we won't flinch. So Tucker is one of them, but yeah, I hope. Um, I really hope that he finds a place where you know his character can shine because he's shown that you know that he can be entertaining. He has the comedy work the down pat. So that's my thoughts. I'm surprised. Talk to that,
2: that. I'm surprised they didn't like have him and Otis reunite and put him along in that stable with ano si Chad Gable, like have them be more serious. Guys, big big guys. Chad Gable's their trainer. That same Rodger. I guess they just wanted Otis more.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sad to see. So yeah, where do you think Cargos? Where do you think Tucker might go? <laughs> I know we I have we, we don't think have that much choices.
2: about Tucker at all, other than heavy machinery. And okay, un- admittedly, Otis was the more standout guy of the group of the partnership, but yeah, I guess same sentiment. I think you know the available choices of impact, and you could always use more more manpower in, in their squad. And I don't know if he'll come back, but wherever he goes, I hope he'll find success and happiness.
1: Okay, next guy is Wesley Blake of the oh. aptly named Forgotten, Forgotten Sons. Sons. Now, the Forgotten Sons uh, include um, Shane Thorne. Uh, I forgot the other guy. That's why they're Forgotten Sons, Uh, but yeah, uh, staying true to their name. Now, I have to to check their – I have to check. Wait. Forgotten Sons include Wesley Blake, Shane Thorne, and – Oh, no, 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 no. I was wrong. Okay. They include Steve Cutler, Jackson Riker, and Wesley Blake. Now, if I recall, Jackson Riker is Elias' tag team partner right now? Am I correct?
2: Yeah, he's just lackey, whatever.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, they call L. I, L. I, I heard them, I saw I mean they called them um, the MAGA powers or something. So yeah. <laughs> So never name they're, yourselves they're in that hole, They're in that weird hole. Now Steve Cutler, I'm not sure what happened to this guy, but he's still in the roster. He's still in the roster, I guess he's still alive in WWE. Why did uh, I'm not did sure he what he's him doing. Then,
2: mostly doing. Taken <laughs> so weird, yeah.
1: But hey, uh, Wesley Blake was one half of Blake and Murphy, which won a 19th championship in NXT. And while Murphy has found his success as a cruiserweight champion, you know, he did his best to elevate that title. And He was uh, yeah. Seth Rollins's like uh, protege of sorts, and he was uh, the never ending saga with the, the boyfriend? mysterious. The boyfriend of Ray Mysterio's daughter, Aaliyah. So yeah, he has had an up and down career, but at least Murphy got into a state of TV relevancy during during part of his main roster run. But for Wesley Blake, he was a forgotten son. And it's a fitting name for for those people because they were really uh, thrown on the wayside. I did say, not so. remember, doesn't even know who they are. Yeah, now for Wesley Blake, I think these guy, he might be, you know, I'm not sure where he can go because I'm not, this one, I'm not really sure what happened to him, like, uh, wait, let let me, let's see, uh, Wesley Blake is, yeah, they had a lot of potential because Blake and Murphy were a pretty solid tag team. They they had some uh they they could have had some of those they could have had some potential in the main roster as a tag team but no yeah the forgotten sons have been forgotten and now you don't know what's gonna happen to them um because for the most part uh Wesley Blake is one of those guys that had a, a WWE career longer than uh being out of WWE so. I think Wesley Blake he can find in success Australia. in a lot of other indie promotions. He can find, you know, ROH, AEW impact. They could find the, he I think this this is one of the guys that can definitely find a place in the wrestling world. So I hope I hope that happens. I hope they my yeah, mind I, is I, going
2: I, to AEW. I don't know why. It seems an AEW choice. Cause they could always use yeah, a there's her.
1: there's there's a vibe. I don't I don't know why, but yeah, I could agree. There's there's a yeah, he might be there. Okay. I'm not sure. Sorry, Mr. Forgotten Son, but you're forgotten, sadly. Our um,
2: our, our next one is definitely not the AEW bound.
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say he's more NFL bound than AEW bound. but um, He seems to
2: be the WWE bound. Like, what else can he do other than being the WWE?
1: <laughs> okay. Now let's go, Mojo Rawley. Now, hype, hype! Remember the hype <laughs> I bros, Carlos? I love do them. you. Remember I, those guys? I love
2: them. <laughs> I hate that they broke them up. I love the hype brothers.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not. They were never bound to win a tag team championship from uh, from their state, but hey, they were. It was they were enjoyable to a certain extent. Now let's look at let's look at one half of um, that duo. Um, Mojo Rawley is a former NFL player. You know, WWE loves former American football players turn them into wrestlers and find ways to push them, succeed them, for better or for worse. Now, what is this? Um, okay, Mojo Rawley was in NXT, so he was there and. Yeah, um apart from apart from you know NXT stuff, uh I mean apart from a lot of what we talked about, I don't really see him as uh like I don't see his moveset or I don't see his moves being as diverse as other wrestlers in the ring. Like, you he, know, he runs he runs. He charges a lot. He runs and a lot. you know, he he can lift a few guys, but that's it. Uh he
2: seems like young short short term na, parang ultimate warrior na short time lang yung matches na pero he has neither the ultimate warriors charisma nor even his skill set <laughs> so yeah he could,
1: have, he could have had the potential to be another American football monster that can wreck opponents, wreck jobbers in seconds, wreck regular opponents in just a span of minutes but yeah, I Rob
2: Gronkowski like oh he's his best, he's a good friend because they're both football players then goodbye, yeah that's
1: it Okay, I think talking about this character work, I think they str- he really struggled to find his character, find his character in. The- when he was one I half had- the high pros, it was okay because Zack Ryder was carrying most of that.
2: It made sense because Zack was the calmer person. Mojo was the unchain the yeah, muscle bulldog guy. So it made sense for their partnership. It really worked. Whereas where he was by himself, I saw a photo of this time where. He was teasing this big return. That's his. Was he, was that the t- one where he
1: was talking himself in front, talking uh, to himself in front of a mirror?
2: glass na the eye. May, yung, the shattered glass shards were in color blue. Yeah. This, his eyes were not aligned anymore. I have a picture of that. I don't know. Why.
1: <laughs> I, think so, uh, so I think it's. I think for thing. me, it's like him trying to show that I don't have a glass ceiling, but. He did Wasn't able to show Again, that,
2: so, yeah. I have a photo of that. Uh, that, that image. I'll yeah. never forget it because it's just what the fuck is this? But I don't care. <laughs> I, I mean, and they never did anything with it.
1: <laughs> it on TV. I know they didn't do anything on TV for that. Um. Okay. Now, uh, I forgot that he's a seven-time, twenty-four-seven champion. You know how how hot potato the title is. Um. <laughs>
2: I just know Truth and Cedric Maverick are champions. Everyone else, I'm like, <laughs> you don't count.
1: Yeah, but yeah, uh, he's a 7-time even... 24-7 oh, And I forgot, okay, now I want to look back a bit on the 24-7 title because I forgot who who the fuck are the champions in this belt. Sorry for the swearing, but hey, I, for- I really forgot. I genuinely forgot who... Oh no. Anyway, so yeah, it's still our truth. So what? Hats off. <laughs> that's, that's anyway, um, Mojo Rawley. Up. Oh yeah, his biggest highlight is winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy in Mania. He won. <laughs> yeah, with the he help won? of um his friend Rob Gronkowski. No. Oh his right, football friend. Oh right. Yeah. Anyway yeah, but anyway, oh apart God. from that, uh, nothing much happened to mojo, but I think mojo was beset by his limitations in the ring, like you know not, and not having the character that can roll with uh, with with it. So yeah. I can I mean, understand if you had'. Background. yeah, I can understand if he were limited, but if he had personality if he had uh, the character work done well, I think he could have lasted more. Could have had a more relevant role in the WWE. But yeah, Um, for Mojo Raw, I don't know where he'll end up, honestly. uh, I know there are many places that he might give an, uh, wrestling another try. But this one, I'm not sure. So, Cargos, do you be... have anything on mind? I don't know
2: anything about football, but like maybe if they have some commentary or whatever back stage stuff. I don't know his... I don't know anything about football, so maybe he can stick with that. Because in wrestling, I don't know what he can provide for other promotions, since he doesn't seem to be that dedicated to it, at least in terms of talent and stuff. In promotion, in his connections, maybe, but other than that, I don't know what else he can provide other companies.
1: Okay, now... We go from uh, we go from Mojo Rawley. We go to Kalisto. Kalisto, who was uh, recently one third of the uh, one third of the Lucha House Party with Rins Dorado and Grand Metalik. Am I right?
2: Yeah, it's Grand Metalik.
1: They just they got survived. every mask wrestler in their roster and bunched them up together. Yeah, the classic WWE BE because hey, mm-hmm. they're all mask. They're all Lucha it was doors. also all- part
2: of the Lucha Brothers because Lucha, but some mask. Unless you're Ray Mysterio, you're just a Lucha guy.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's a, it was just weird. There were no not Lucha Brothers, Lucha Dragons with Sin Cara. Oh wait, Lucha Brothers is different. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Lucha Brothers to are let's just say way more spectacular than yes, they are. Whatever happened here? Okay. Um. <laughs> now let's go with Kalisto's career. Kalisto started out in NXT. As part of the Lucha Dragons with Sin Cara, and that was actually really successful. Um, I think people were kind of happy about this this pairing. They were they were exciting. They won the NXT Tag Team Championship tournament, and they won the NXT Tag Team Championships. And
2: yeah, um, he and Calista, great start. he made Kalisto's character work since Kalisto was a failure for for the most part. So once he relegated to being a tag team with Kalisto, it it worked sincara and carissa were really good together and they were they were when you need when you need the highlight they were, they were there they're reliable yeah
1: now um you know now looking back at sincara for a bit he's now uh mystical i think i think he's now called Carístico recently he's just changing his name a lot so, i haven't I don't know his ever since uh He was in, um, most recently, sinkara was in uh, the Best of Super Juniors in 2019 in New Japan. So he was actually good there. But, you know, he didn't last. I think he was only there for until second round. But, yeah, Uh going back to Kalisto. Kalisto now had a way better WWE career than Sin Cara because he was a two-time United States champion. Remember that? Remember that, Cargos, that he actually won... The United States Championship twice. There was a weird era where, oh God, F- he won. Who? I know he okay. was a <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, get this. He was the guy who got the title, removed the title of Alberto Del Rio, and Del Rio won it back, and then he won it back again. So Kalisto is a two-time champion by beating Albert fellow Mexican Alberto Del Rio, twice.
2: I remember he got thrown into a trash can by Braun Strowman back when Braun was still a monster.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember those days? Now that's another story. Okay, now Kalisto. Um, the one who beat Kalisto down, though, is Rusev. So, you know, he was the guy who just... Uh, he was the guy who... <laughs> another another. To win another... <laughs> To win his second United States title, so another yeah, another WWE alumni, Rusev, fellow alumni Rusev, sadly. Sad now 17.
0: after that,
1: Kalisto was in a weird, weird state. You know, he you he, he had a few matches, but then you know, nothing much until 2017, where he beat Enzo Amore for um. For the Cruiserweight title, I remember this moment being really enjoyable because people hated Enzo Amore as Cruiserweight champion. And, like, I remember the whole 205 roster carrying Kalisto after beating Amore in 205. So, like, that was was a weird run.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and Enzo was bringing them to the main event, but only because he was such a hateable character that what else can you do with it?
1: Yeah, you know, what else can you do to it than being pissed, fucking pissed off to this guy? But yeah, um, yeah, after that, Kalisto didn't have that much of, um, much of, uh, career. Like, you know, doesn't, didn't have, um, didn't have anything, uh, up until he got into the Lucha Dragons with Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, which are two people who are also in WWE 205 Live or main event, like their mainstays in those. So like, why not just bunch them up, right? It makes um, sense. <laughs> I find it weird that they bunch up these three because there's no sense. They don't have
2: any cohesion at all.
1: They're just yeah, three and they guys don't guys have. They're masks. just three gucci. Just because they're three guccadores, you know. It's like uh, I think it's the usual stereotypical WWE storytelling.
2: I find it so odd. <laughs> like they can't yeah, make was, anyone not remister, not name remisterial work.
1: Yeah, as a lucha just because Rey Mysterio is the most famous guy, famous mask wrestler you have, doesn't mean that everyone else after him, is had should be like a Rey Mysterio XP. Ray so had the just... benefit
2: of being Eddie's in that Eddie Guerrero storyline and his friends, so that 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 worked well for him. But for everyone else, they're like, oh, we also in mask. We you know they 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 <laughs> they do fun wrestling. I forgot that funny commentary and they do fun thing, fun things. I remember JBL said something crappy about <laughs> they do fun lucha things or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well I don't know what there. I don't know what's gonna happen or what happened to the this group. But hey, uh Kalisto, I think. Um, despite that. He's a triple A He's uh, he wrestled in lucha libre in triple A in Mexico. So I think going back to triple A might give him a, a a nice career comeback, or going to yeah. CMLL or going to ROH since ROH has a good number of um, luchadores in that in their roster right now. So, or you know, uh, maybe while pick. He goes with Andrade and forms some um, in Gorb- in Gorb- in faction somewhere, maybe oh New God. Japan or So, so... yeah, but Kalisto so I think should go going back to Triple A would be great for him. Although I think if he wants to stay in America, uh, places like AEW might work for him. Like you know, they might need a, they handle they their luchadors
2: need... much better.
1: Yeah, they might they might have a luchador. They can yeah, they can try they can try help him out there or you know impact uh for X division purposes. Right, would be good. But yeah, Cargos, where do you think <laughs> before we leave Kalisto in the dust? I think AEW
2: makes I guess makes sense because they could always they always have they treat the luchadors much better than the W so and. Again, going back to Mexico is always a good idea, too, because of his... I guess he's,
1: his history there. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now, we're going to our next set of wrestlers. Now, let's go with Chelsea Green. Um, okay, Chelsea Green is a... was an NXT call-up who only appeared once in television <clears throat> and I recall she was in Lucha Underground and Impact Wrestling before going to NXT and WWE so yeah like this is like the progression of her career supposedly but unfortunately like after a few months of being injured off the shelf they just released her for I don't know what reason. Uh- kind of weird
2: she did get injured a lot like her last match she got injured i think fractured i don't know manufactured wrist or something like that but yeah she got injured in her match and then she you know she got injured a lot so that we probably don't want to pay for that anymore <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a shame um, it's really just unlucky circumstances because i really think that she could have succeeded in the w
1: yeah yeah, I really thought know, she could have she, gotten a a good run.
2: They they do that. They just it's just really unfortunate circumstance for her.
1: Yeah, and for me, I think her it. career. She's she's she just turned thirty. I think her career trajectory trajectory was really fast. Like she, she was an, an impact knockouts champion at, at a very young age, and she entered WWE in her so you can say her prime. So I think. I think you know, she, um, she has a lot left in the tank, as like Mark Henry said, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> uh,
2: all these losses, will not just her, but all these guys were released. It 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 will motivate them to do much better in wherever they are. It yeah they okay, fan, they have a fan base.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, as where they where they can go, um. Remember that Chelsea Green is engaged to one Matt Cardona, which is Zack Ryder. And right now, that guy is in um, Impact. So I think a return to Impact for Chelsea Green would be great. Going back to her maybe Laurel Van Ness character where she won the Impact. Knockouts Championship would be a great choice. Uh, AEW could always use more... More women in their division to elevate that division because they really need to. They really need more help. They've been improving, but they need uh, fewer reinforcements. Or, I think NWA again. You know, their roster is thin. There's a lot of opportunity for uh, for wrestlers to shine there due to the limited uh, number of people wrestling right now. So, she can stand out there. And uh, if ROH, I forgot, ROH is doing their Women of Honor champ, uh, their Ring of Honor Women's World Championship tournament. So I think going there um, as a surprise entry would be also beneficial. Um, there there are many places where Chelsea Green can go. It's really uh, the possibilities are very very wide for her. And I really hope she does well. So, Cargos, your thoughts on her future? <laughs> on what can she do?
2: Um, yeah, Impact or AW sounds like her the, the most the most obvious choices. Cause yeah, Zach, Matt Cardona is an Impact, and AW likewise could use more women. And the story, you know, the, the story of her coming back from adversity of her injuries. It's always a good it's a, always a good feel good story to tell. Once she recovers and gets back in the ring. So there's, there is that going for her. And I'm, I'm excited to see where, where she'll go.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think unlike the previous guys we mentioned, like she has, she, we're going in this trajectory where, Hey, this, these guys might have a lot of uh, potential onward. Um, next one is Mickey James. Now, um, In terms of WWE careers, out of the people released here, Mickie James was the most accomplished. Arguably, yeah. No doubt. Six-time Women's Champion. You know, her spectacular rivalries with Trish Stratus were instantly elevated her to one of the most popular women in the division at the time. And, you know, her comeback was really good. She was putting out solid matches against the younger women. And, you know... Showing that she has a lot left to prove, and uh, I I think she was also in Impact where she where she had success as well. So you know, she I think Mickey James is one of the more most accomplished uh, women wrestlers in the recent um in recent memory because you know there's so many she accomplished so much in her career, and I think um. Now, Cargos, uh, my question here would be: Do you think she'll be part of the Hall of Fame sometime?
2: Definitely, I think that even. But when I started watching, even back in like two thousand nine, she was the face of SmackDown women, SmackDown women's division, and she's 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 been in their highlight reel for for so many years. I think that at this point, she can. She wherever she goes, she'll elevate not only the wrestling but the talent, the production, whatever. She brings a lot of years of of experience and wisdom wherever she'll go. <clears throat> and yeah, okay. definitely see her as in the yeah. Hall of Fame ballot, but it'll, it, she'll get there.
1: Yeah. Oh, and also I think she can, she also has a nice say in impact in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame because she was a three time Knockouts Champion there, and she is she oh. She, yeah. Okay. Now, thinking of her future runs, um, I think she has an ACL injury right now. So um, that might complicate uh, whatever in-ring return. But I think she still has a few years left despite the injury. Um, I think going to NWA with Nick, uh, with her husband, Nick Aldis, is a great choice. Um, NWA Please. could use a mix yes. of veterans and youngsters in their... Ch- In their (laughs) roster, they could use a mix of unique characters um, because they're they just returned, and I really want them to succeed. And I think bringing in veterans and people with um, interesting character work in previous promotions can really elevate that uh, promotion. So I think um, going to NWA is another um, is a new company for her, and I think it's going to be exciting because. She can be the veteran competing for the Women's Championship. Or, you know, she can go to Impact or AEW and provide veteran presence in both. Impact Definitely. would be happy to welcome her and, you know, reintroduce her to the women, to the current women of Impact. So, but yeah, I think NWA would be a great option. Like, I I, I, I want to see her perform like a stable with her. Nick like Aldis, like, yeah, we're dominant and, you know. They both hold the women's and the world title. I want to see something like that.
2: How about the yeah. Carlos? It's it's actually it's really that sounds really good. Like you know, it it it's a great way to bring relevance more relevancy to the NWA title and to and, and another layer to Nick Aldis's character. It's, really, it's a really good thought. And again, to AEW AW the they a veteran like her they'll they'll really need someone like her so i can s- maybe even if she, if she goes to aww vision's growth yeah <clears throat> and of course impact. yeah I'm yeah
1: but yeah i think for mickey james she already has a, a career a very accomplished career and i think you know this is just like icing on the cake, like. What else can she do? Like, what else can she try out before calling it a di- calling it a career? So, yeah, happy for me. Mickey James is someone that I think would be would have a lot of things to do after this, whether or not she's in the WWE or out of it. So, I really hope they do something awesome. So, yeah. Um, who's next? Uh, oh yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> this one sucks the most.
1: <laughs> Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the iconics, the last two entries would really suck. Uh, okay. Now, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, we know their story, you know. They've been wrestling since they were like, I think 18, out of high school. They were best friends ever since, you know. There were two women who love wrestling, who love professional wrestling, and they entered WWE together. And I think it's just fitting that. They leave together. Um, it's sad, like I'm really sad because they were one of the most entertaining pair of iconic. women on WWE. They were iconic, they were comedic, they were fun to watch, even though if you didn't like them, you still watched them because you hated them. It's like it's you either must see TV at at some point they were they commanded the attention of people when they were in the ring, out of it, when they were holding the mic. They were, they were one of the most entertaining uh, women, all time, I guess, in the WWE. They, they were iconic. Um, And uh, hey, despite them being out of WWE, you can never take away that they won the Women's Tag Team Championship in WrestleMania. Like, yeah. I think in terms of like, um, their story as being best friends from the beginning and winning that that's a that's one of the best wrestling stories anywhere. So happy to see that they have that moment. They'll never, WWE will never take away that moment. And now, but yeah, unfortunately, they split them up stupidly. Do have the dumbest moves that WWE You've got has to be joking done. with, WWE. yeah. Like, they split the iconics and put them in different tag teams. Like, why? Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was a dumb it
2: move. Seems that didn't like the work. most obvious. Obvious, that, Well, this isn't gonna go so well. This just, is just the most obvious pairing, and they—it's kind of like heavy machinery. Or Enzo and Enzo and Cassie took them apart, and obvious, no, na, wala naman plano. And then they just okay. The other one does something, the other one doesn't. Then there's really some a few months after.
1: Okay, I just, think I'll tell you. something. I think I wanna say that the WWE has this uh rocker syndrome. Like they think that by splitting up tag teams, they can they can find the Shawn Michaels and one of the other one would be a Janetti. That's for for me. That's what I always think.
2: Fortunately, and Morrison wasn't that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Iconics, um they can go anywhere. Honestly, they can just they can just blaze the trail anywhere they'll go um impact would definitely want them i think impact is a very logical move because there's the knockout tag team championship they just reintroduced that and who better to contest for those titles than the iconics who are like who were a tag team who have been a tag team for like most of their lives so i love to see them compete for that i love to see them win on impact and yeah, I think that's my answer because th- do you see any other wrestling promotions in the US, major ones that have a women's tag team championship? So no. Apart from um WWE and Impact, there's only I think this is the best place for them. So Carlos, how about you? Yeah,
2: the first thing I've the first thing I thought was they'll definitely go to Impact their energy. It's just perfect for impact. <laughs> everyone loves them. And I hope that... I hope they get, they going get to be champions. I hate the W for letting them go.
1: Yeah, I want to see them win together again. Like, just want to see them compete together. <clears throat>
2: It'll be the reunion. Because they're really, they're really fun.
1: <laughs> they're really one of the more oh. fun, uh, fun groups. So... What the, so yeah? There's just there's just so many things that they can do. So
2: I can't believe they dropped a the ball on them after giving Billy the win a win on WrestleMania. Not, not yeah. even bothered to like reunite them. We just let them go. Like, come on, guys, really?
1: Yeah, really? <laughs> like, it's a it's an injustice. Didn't even
2: these reuniting them. Like, come on, they have the gifts for it. oh well are you joking are you
1: joking (laughs) it's just it's just painful to see them but hey i wanna but hey uh they still have a chance you know i want them on impact wrestling just for them to win the women's tag team championships there the knockouts tag team champions and i hope they really do because they deserve uh they deserve all the success because They've been so entertaining for so long, they have, and they're they, one of those grou- They're one of those people that has so that have so many, so many things to do in the ring. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad definitely. that definitely
2: impact people. have people have grown to love like Onyx. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they started off as
1: slightly irritating, annoying, but. You begin to you actually begin to just be it's invested in them infectious. until that WrestleMania winner. You can you could have cried when you won when they won that tag team because you felt the you felt the friendship that they had. You felt it's, how long, just long have they? been...
2: energy. Yeah, you just come on. No, you can't hate them anymore at this point. Like, come on, <laughs> Billy Case's manic energy and Peyton Royce's well. like. Come on I come on, I hate you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is dirty. Um, But this this one, next one, this, our last, last guy is, is... Was done even dirtier because oh my God did Samoa Joe. Uh, so looking at my background. God player, I'll, I'll damn be... it. God damn it. Okay. Because, okay, before we talk about Samoa Joe's WWE career, let's talk about his career. Everywhere else. Every single place (laughs) he has gone. It's
2: just a blip.
1: It's just a blip in the freaking radar of this man's wrestling career. This guy has been wrestling for 20 years. And trust me when I say that he's one of the most accomplished wrestlers of all time in North America. Okay, let's just go. Um, He was a former Ring of Honor World Champion. He was their champion for like 500 days. He was champion for 500 days. (laughs) He was one of their best champions of all time. He was a 645 day champion. That's that's (laughs) insane. He's definitely a... a Hall of Famer in Ring of Honor. Despite not being there for long. Because he went to Impact Wrestling and had an undefeated run, an X-Division run. He was part of the only five-star Impact Wrestling match, only ever uh-huh. with so with AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels for the X Division title. Um, he was an, uh, he's, a, he's their Grand Slam champion. He's a world, he's a TNA World Heavyweight Champion, a uh, five-time X Division. And a TNA, a two-time tag team champion and a television champion. He won king. He's he's won it all and almost won it all in TNA. And by the way, one of his title reigns as a tag team in, in TNA was with himself. He was holding. He was carrying those freaking <laughs> belts by himself. So that's, that's saying that something. And yeah, outside of um, outside of WWE, he was a tag team with Nick Aldis in Noah with uh, when Nick Aldis was Magnus. So he was he was in Japan for a bit. He was in Pro Wrestling Zero One. He was he won a tournament in yeah, he's been around. He's one of those guys that are just so accomplished that you just hated when WWE dropped the ball on this guy. Okay, now let's go to his WWE career. You know. There was no doubt that Samoa Joe was gonna wreck NXT when he arrived, right? I don't think we we had anything else to say because Joe did NXT so champ. much in Yeah, he was their champ. He was dominant. He was he was something. He was a monster in the ring.
2: They're like seeing Joe I knew him as for from Impact so when you see him in the it's, like, it's really real. <laughs> the same way that AJ is in the WWE was it, was there at least earlier. Like, this can't be yeah. real. Like they they're the faces of tna how can this (laughs) but no they made it work and at the time joe was just the limit for him
1: yeah and i want to say that i'm happy for aj styles to being a grand slam champion in both tna and freaking impact because who else can say that um i think uh kurt angle might have said that before uh retrospectively because He's technically a uh, uh, Grand Slam in the old old iteration of that. But AJ is like, how can you, how can, a, it's like a former TNA champion winning the WWE championship. It felt impossible. Would you think that? Currently part? tag team champion. Just yeah, the they basically gave him pills. the complete, the complete, Grand Slam treatment for, for a just, guy who was the face of their biggest win, rival. The,
2: let him win the 24 7 title, he has every main roster title.
1: Now. It's really, I find it really incredible that he's won so much, but unfortunately, that, that wasn't the case for Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe might have gotten two United States championships, but he could have gotten the Universal title from Brock Lesnar, and I'm still pissed that he never. <laughs> They never at least gave him a run. I don't care how short it is. Just give him a freaking world title, WWE. But unfortunately, we could never see that.
2: Like, I get it now. Lesnar has heat and shit. I don't give a shit about that. I want Joe as champion. (laughs) Like, goddammit,
1: WWE. Joe was champion in any capacity, man.
2: And the last time we see him, he's wearing yung rain <laughs> raincoat. Because <laughs> it was raining in Wrestlemania day one.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I find it unfair visual. that he was released after that. Because he, he was doing so well in commentary. He was doing so well as on the desk.
2: And like, his I don't know if how severe his injury was. They didn't release him. Pero I don't think naman that it would be that bad. I don't know. I don't know what their medical procedures are, but it was, I don't mean to put her down. Uh, like Chelsea Greens. Nah, she was injured in her every her every match, but Joe's, Joe's yeah. was recovering. man, and I thought they would at least give him something to to do. Talaga, it, it made sense. Nah, I mean, <clears throat> his his feud with it, his feud with AJ, his feud with Lesnar. Doesn't that enough enough to warrant let him stay? Come on,
1: yeah, and dude. This guy is a surefire Hall of Famer in two promotions. Impact and ROH. He's a shoe-in. How and that joke <laughs> Okay, now, <laughs> for, go now we're gonna kick year. this off in a more positive note because I know Samojo may have uh, may have um, may not have as much time as the other wrestlers because, you know, he's getting there in age, but um, I'd like to see him one more big run in somewhere and i love him to go back on Impact, but I think seeing him somewhere fresh, like NWA or AEW would be great. Um, NWA, There's remember, he had this... He, Nick Aldis is the champion, and he was Aldis' tag team partner for quite a while. There's a story there. There's a rivalry there. And if I recall correctly, Samoa stupid. Joe... yeah, Samoa Joe never won the NWA title when it was in TNA. Because it was Jeff Jarrett oh. all the way, baby. So that was uh
2: <laughs> It was a Jeff Jarrett show.
1: Yeah, I was I was kinda of pissed because um one of the first impact people I saw, or the first two impact wrestlers I saw were uh first three were AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. And it was an injustice not to see Samoa Joe win beat Jeff Jarrett's ass. In I the first ring, saw them impact games ps2 <laughs> yeah oh they, man yeah i want to see the samoan submission machine in nwa against nick aldis because did they ever call him that in the wwe who uh i i can't remember if they did they might have tried but you know wwe drops monikers like they drop first names so because like the Samoa Submission Machine is like it's so
2: Samoa Joe. I feel like I feel like I haven't heard that them use it at all. Yeah, because I remember
1: how it. I remember how how unfairly powerful Samoa Joe was in TNA. He was undefeated for months. He was wrecking competition during his debut. He was a monster. So now you know WWE nerfed him, if you can say that. So I want to see him somewhere that. like NWA because I think. Um, going up against Nick Aldis is gonna be must see for NWA. It's gonna be big. Like that's something they have history and impact. And who better to wreck the six, the almost five hundred day reign of Nick Aldous than a guy like Samoa Joe?
2: Exactly. Don't bring the, eyes, to NWA. A lot of eyes. Wherever Joe goes.
1: Yeah. Uh. Although. Although I see the. Although. Yeah. What? Oh, I was gonna. I think I was gonna say, yeah, uh, uh, if not, if not NWA, impact is too easy of an answer, and I think impact would easily welcome him, so I don't want to consider that. I think AEW could use a guy like him too, like veteran presence that can have one more big title run and give a lot more eyes to, as you said, more eyes to to, to the promotion. So, yeah, a AEW and NWA the are my lines. Top.
2: like. Him and MJF, that famous gif of Joe pushing younger MJF, as and Joe, you know, doing their, sh- their shit on the mic. It's, I don't see it happening because, I don't know, AW feels crowded for another main event talent. But yeah. at the same time, it's Joe. <laughs> what can go wrong with that? How can they mess it up?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, they if, if they mess it up, I'm going to be pissed. Um, But yeah, Joe can go anywhere. Um. I just want to. I just want to see his last few years as a wrestler just on the top. Like, give me a one big run that makes us remember how awesome Joe was in his prime. And yeah, I I hope guy. I hope something a place like NWA and AEW would do do him well. And I think if he ever goes to Impact, I would be I would I would be emotional. <laughs> like if he does. Oh wait. Oh. Oh man, okay. I, I almost forgot this. I was dream. I was thinking of this weird scenario. Remember that Kenny Omega is facing off against Rich Swan for the Impact title? Right. Oh. Okay, here, oh. um, hear me out. Um, here's my scenario. Kenny Omega wins, becomes the Minoru Suzuki of Impact, as in an outsider holding the main title hostage kind of thing. With his uh, with his faction because uh, Minoru Suzuki did that with Noah and people were hating on were hating on him and you know Kenny Omega goes to Impact's world title contenders just easily and you know it goes to a point that Kenny Omega will ask who's next who can who can who who can compete with me in Impact who can take this title off of me and who better to take off the Impact title from if Kenny Omega wins than a Samoa Joe, you know, than one of their greatest wrestlers of all time. And that would be good because I remember the one who beat um, Minoru Suzuki in Noah was Naomichi Marufuji, which is one of their purest company guys. And I think a storyline like that, you know, a, uh, a true and blue roster guy their promotion guy back then winning and beating uh an invader an intruder in their roster would be so spectacular yeah that was i almost forgot to share that uh, scenario because i th- i can't remember where i thought that up i think i was eating lunch randomly and just popped <laughs> out.
2: it sounds amazing i hope they think it's, i hope they fantasy think of that booking. i hope they listen
1: to this pod yeah i hope they listen because that's gonna be a fire, uh, hey, that's gonna Callis, be the most amazing story ever. So, Don Callis, please. Anyone, anyone, if anyone listening to this, this is gonna be the best scenario. Uh, one of the this, uh, an extreme fantasy booking scenario, but I like Samoa Joe that much because he was a part of my wrestling childhood, he was part of my wrestling first, wrestling years and i just want to see him have one more big run that can that you know just that would just put him as one of the best he's he's already one of the best wrestlers ever like whether or not his wwe run was complete uh was completely disappointing he's he's one of the best you know he's a consummate professional in the ring and it's just there Okay.
2: I'm. I was thinking, para mandato after Daniel, you know, Reigns beat Edge and Daniel Bryan, maybe they'll put Joe next. I'm like, that'll be great. Just put these two kick ass better and they release them. So like, never mind.
1: Never mind. They're they're gonna try. They're gonna try that same thing with Cesaro. So I hope I hope that one works better. Anyway, uh, I think um our last part. Uh, I want okay. My last part is looking back at Black Wednesday. Now, as sad as seeing these wrestlers go, Black Wednesday proved that um, it's not the end for your career if you get released by WWE. Because there are so many examples of Black Wednesday wrestlers who got released and succeeded so well. Um, let's start with uh, one example is Rio Rush. He's doing well in MLW. He's wrestling everywhere. He went around in New Japan. He went around, I think, ROH Impact. He just, he just, he, he was in a, he was in a, he was going on a wrestling bucket list. Because I remember when he was released last year, he had a list of wrestlers he wanted to compete with. And it included every, it included every cruiserweight, junior heavyweight in the world, almost every major, uh, player in that division. So, that was awesome. And, uh, do you remember Diona Perazzo, Cargos? Impact? When she got released, she she was shining so bright in Impact. She was their knockouts champion. She was their women and wrestler... She was their woman and wrestler of the year. She was their best superstar of that year. And... Where did she?
2: Where did she? And not show show up much initially in NXT. I
1: don't know, because I saw her in ROH before. She had a lot of potential. She was there. She was the virtuosa. She was.
2: I'm happy that she. I'm glad. I
1: forgot. i she's in there. I feel like I've seen
2: her in in NXT, but I feel like I don't remember what she did. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, they did. I don't. I don't know why they didn't push her that much there. I find it weird. Anyway. I'm happy that she's in a really, really great place. Um, Remember, Gallows and Anderson were part of the Black Wednesday last year, and they're (laughs) doing well. They're they're doing well with...
2: Reunited the bullet... They're doing well with their their (laughs) Forbidden
1: Door fiasco right there, so there's lots to write about. At least they're having fun. Yeah. Um, Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett, they're they're there in. They just signed ROH deals, long-term ROH deals. So That's great, happy for them. Um, you know, uh, Maria can be the uh, female veteran in that roster, and Mike Canellis He's a solid. He's a sol- He's a guy that can work the ring. He can. He's a guy that can work really good in any brand, in any promotion, and he's had success in ROH, and I think it's a great place for him to be. Um, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder—they've been doing well. You know, they—you know—you've always want—you've always seen—you've—I've always wanted to see these former Edgeheads do so well. <laughs> so, um,
2: yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. Um, Matt is always relevant wherever he goes, and they have their podcast, their major reason for wrestling figure podcast, which our fellow friend Abel loves so much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. They they're doing good. I'm glad for that. Like Zack Ryder, formerly for Zack Ryder, appeared in AEW last year. Yeah, Uno. he did. had a short, short run with Cody. Ata, uh, yeah, okay. short run. So, it's basically
1: like saying hi, hi, I'm here, and then wrestle a bit. and Nice, pretty nice run. Um,
2: ten day contracts and the, and
1: Yeah, but you know, it's like the ten day contract, and the but the guy drops thirty points in one game. <laughs> so and then disappears from disappears never to be seen again but yeah uh eric young is also a great uh mention because eric young won a world title for a while after being released and i was sad he sanity was,
2: it, never made it work.
1: i that hated that sanity didn't work they had a kick-ass entrance
2: i hate it like Come on, and again another come on, WWE. It's it's right there. Yeah.
1: Oh, <coughs> by the way, a uh, small detail. One thing I like about Sanity, apart from their entrance, because you know their entrance is like their riot, their anarchy group that just kicked ass. Um, I like that. I like that they had patches of their country flags in their, uh, in their outfits. I did notice but that was enough. cool. <coughs> they had uh like Eric Yang had Canada, Killian Dane had Killian Dane, and. Nikki Cross had Scotland and Alexander Wolfe had Germany. It was, uh, I mean, I found it, I found it a nice detail Nikki because
2: Cross is lost without sanity. She needs them back. <laughs> I missed that character. Then I her. rather
1: see Nikki Cross. Um, yeah, I really wish she can, she can succeed elsewhere. But hey, um, yeah. But Black Wednesday, hey, it's a proof that despite that you lost your job in WWE, there's so many places where you can try and be happy. There's also Miro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Miro. Oh. Um. Despite not being, despite not getting that main event push that we kind of wish to see, he's the he's still there. He's he's been he's been part of AEW's roster. He's been part a regular fixture of their of of their weekly show. And I hope. I really hope he also gets another. He also gets a major push because we never saw him get a major push. As Rusev, yeah. as that when was, Rusev Day was, so was in close. its prime,
2: it was so they were so close. It was right in
1: front of them, and they weren't. They didn't <laughs> they, yeah, it. I remember they were so close in, hell, in letting him win. It was like uh, they, it was like Kofi Mania, but they aborted it and stopped. They killed it. I know, right? I was like, yeah,
2: I was greeting I have... people happy every day. That was how <laughs> how hyped I was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now I guess that's it. Now before we go, um, last one, last plug from our friends over at Mr. Speedy. So you know, Mr. Speedy is an awesome courier service that's really, uh, it's really quick. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, well, Stephen, thank you, Stephen, for mentioning. <laughs> anyway um oh yeah okay instead so yeah You have our mr speedy plug so you can use geeky mr speedy to um to get 50 pesos off your first mr speedy delivery it's an awesome career app and if you're a first time user you get 50 pesos off L- less cost for your um for your uh for your for, for your delivery especially since we're in the pandemic and deliveries are the best way to safely have your stuff bought uh, set and sent or sent so that's really awesome and now um yeah i guess that's it for this episode and for those who are watching thank you so much um yeah this is uh this is a really uh an episode about uh, it's sad to see these wrestlers go but there's so many places for them to be there's so many time there's so many opportunities for them in place and that's yeah, that's great. Now before we go, um, where can we find you, uh Cargos? Oh,
2: you can find us at Wrestling After Work on Facebook and on Spotify. Our most recent episode was our WrestleMania predictions, where I think we got most of it right anyway, because obviously you were right at everything. <laughs> so yes, please <laughs> do follow us at Wrestling After Work on Facebook and Spotify.
1: Yeah, okay. Wrestling After Work on Facebook and Spotify. Now, for The Geeky Ones, you can first, you can find us on thegeekyones.com, our website where we have um, reviews, articles, uh, outside of our, our usual run of episodes. And you can follow us at The Geeky Ones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And apart from that, we're also available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Wherever you can see uh, our a po- uh, podcast, we're there. And I guess that's it. That's episode 71, Releasal Mania. And thank you so much, Cargas, for being here on short notice. With Thanks for awesome having Dave. me. I yes, was not released
2: by uh, yet, but I am leaving eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. But, hey, that's episode 71. Thank you for those who are watching. And... That's it. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Thank you. Keep safe. Yeah, keep safe during the pandemic and we'll see you next episode.
0: Want to know more about your podcast numbers? Check out Podmetrics. Podmetrics aggregates data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, Facebook Live, and YouTube in order to show you the real picture of how your show is doing. And when you know your show, you can grow your show. The best part is, it's absolutely free. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and don't forget to use the referral code GeekyHuans. That's Geeky, J-U-A-N-S. This episode of The Geeky Huan's is presented to you by Ambidexter. Check out ambidexter.media for more information.